Happy July the 7th. <laughs> Not quite. 7-7, yeah. 2019. Um, well, before we start, uh, for those listening to the recording, my name is Scott Maston, and I'll be leading the discussion today. Uh, facilitating um, but let's um, let's open with uh, prayer before we get started um, Lord we we I just thank you for this this day for this time in your house thank you for how you watch over you guide us Take us through this life and uh, help us to be and do and everything that every do and whoa 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 if I can even talk um, just to be what we were supposed to be and um, I pray that you just be with everyone today, Father. Um, we want to worship you. We want to praise you today. We want to lift you up. Uh, I pray that you'd be with us this morning during this time and be with every. Every saint out there, Lord, that's um, coming before you today, Lord, to to hear your word and to worship you and praise you. Um, bless this time, bless this day, Lord. We love you, and I just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, um, as I said, I'm going to lead the discussion today, <laughs> which is typically where my teachings go is a in my uh, fortunate path that kind of ends up in, the, in a discussion um, I, I you know this was I really struggled <laughs> I struggle every time but it seemed like I struggled even more this time for it was difficult trying to get focused um, and you know the, the oh I do have a handout um, with some verses here, so I'll thank you. Because uh, I, I titled this Grace Discussion. Because um, I, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, trying to focus. We're in the year of grace, and, um, you know, I, I something caught my thoughts about, you know, the, co the color orange. And, and, you know, what does that signify? What is orange about? I mean, I like orange. It's always been a, a, a color that I've... My first car was an orange car, uh, a 71 Super Beetle um, with a stick shift. And it was, uh, I, I loved that car, but it had no air conditioning, of course, we're in Texas. Uh, so I didn't keep it very long because I was a, a high school kid who needed a bench seat um, instead of bucket seats back then. But um, yeah, my, so I, but I love that car. And uh, orange has always been a color I've enjoyed, I've liked. and. and um, you know, so I was kind of curious about orange. What is, what's associated with the color of orange? Um, it, uh, you know, one thing I found that associated with the, uh, the meanings of like enjoyment, um, enthusiasm, creativity, success, uh, joy. Um, of course, the, the ob obvious things like warmth and heat and things that are related you get from the, the sun, but, you know, encouragement, change, determination, happiness, fun. I mean, hey, isn't orange a fun color, right? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that, that wasn't really where I wanted to, you know, the more I um, tried to focus on, on what it was. And, and swore that what this wouldn't happen.
sorry. Um, you know, it, it, I I came to this this grace, and because I've been really, you know, trying to get the Lord to help me through some difficult stuff, and uh, um, in the last uh, three weeks have been uh, very tumultuous, which. <laughs> You know, one of the verses that I've included here, you know, talks about uh, just the different things we're challenged with. And um, you know, just seeking God's grace and the strength to to work through it, and and um, um, just be able to see through it and keep your keep your eyes focused, keep going forward. Um, um, try to think. You know, I I've got I, this devotional that I I really like. It's and I know less. I remember years ago you mentioned having it the Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest. And uh, I mean his passages are always really uh, the words and the way he um, the, this the the things he brings forth are always uh, really seem to be very timely for me in many 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 days. And um, you know, just a few weeks ago, uh, you know, the the verse was this one I've re- included here with Second Corinthians um, six one, and uh, of course he he didn't really quote the entire thing, but um, I, I included that here because it talks about not to receive grace, uh, the grace of God in vain, and you know, it's, um, you know that. We can't rely on the grace from yesterday. It's there for today, and, and we need to, uh, you know, reach for it now. Not 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 count on anything that was uh, um, yesterday's grace, but to really step into what it is for now, and not to. You know, I, th- I thought it was an interesting comment that, um, you know, sometimes you're you're going through difficult uh, situation, you're going through some challenges or um, you know, afflictions, um, distresses, tumults, whatever. You know, I know we we're not. This isn't the time of Paul, and we're not being thrown in prison or getting whipped or anything else. But um, we're still challenged with with various things in our in our day to day life and. I know there's been so much going on. Uh, I mean, our church, things have been, we've had some great things this year that have occurred. You know, the Brazil, the things that are happening in Brazil are, are tremendous and exciting, and we're, we're moving forward. So it made me struggle with, why, you know, that I'm coming here with this, <laughs> this, this topic today or this discussion. Uh, but it's as though there's some kind of, you know, uh, there's some, struggling going on uh, and I, there must be somebody else out there like me who's having some difficulties or has run into some some things um, in the past month um, you know like I said and I, I you know I've gone through I've, I've been riding a roller coaster of different emotions for the last month and um, uh, you know going from a, a death in the family and and trying to grieve and uh, deal with that, and then um, some really difficult things that happened in my work life. That you know, it's just like going from one extreme to another, and and uh, you know, t- the Lord has to see me through it because I physically can't handle it. I, I can't. You know, it's funny. More one time you asked me how I do what I do, or because you you know some of the work you've done in the past, and and I really didn't have a good answer because I don't know that I do it very well. <laughs> it's a struggle. Um, <coughs> I just keep a lot of stuff internal, and don't uh, don't share it, don't let it out, don't. Uh, and one thing I read and was, as I was reading and, and studying this in, in the Grace and Supplication book, and again it goes with some verses we'll probably talk about here in a minute. But you know, a comment that Pastor had written in his book that you know we go through um, your sometimes the uh, the oppression and the the pressure you feel. And it just 
it, it's it's a burden. It wears you down. It's it's, it's so difficult. And sometimes it'd be would be a whole lot better if somebody just came up and just beat the, you know what, out of me. I'd feel a whole lot better. I could get over that. But this just eats away at you in, inside and uh, and just you know brings you down. Um, but as I said, this is a grace discussion. So. <laughs> I don't know where I don't really know where I'm going in in some ways. You know, and, you know one thing I got and I drew from from you know reading again Oswald Chambers' comments too is about you know and I think I'm very typical of this is that there's a situation and I'm dealing with it and I'm like well I get through this then I'll pray I'll go take some time but you know but that's not the right answer obviously when you're in it that's when you should be praying that's when you should be calling and bringing him bringing in his grace and, and his and, and the spirit to, to see you through it and help you stand through it you know and so um, you know it, it kind of refers to this verse in in uh, you know I go to second Corinthians 12 7 through 9 which is Paul and you know Paul has this thorn thorn in his flesh and you know, he seeks, he seeks the Lord and asks Him to remove it. And he asks Him three times, you know, please, you know, take this away from me. And uh, was, so it must have been pretty bad, you know, it must have been a difficult to to endure whatever it was, you know. Uh, we don't know necessarily if it was anything truly physical versus spiritual or or just something that was very oppressive upon him, but. Um, you know that he continued in a in a state of humility, and you know, when the Lord said, "You know, my grace is sufficient," um, you know that was that was enough. That was enough for him to 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 move ahead and continue. Because obviously, he never nothing nothing uh, deterred him. Nothing ever took away his focus. You know, possibly taking it away and making him all feel great might have, you know, I mean, a lot of times when we feel the relief of it, that's a time when you kind of go, oh, good, now I'm, I'm all good now. You know, it's, uh, I know, you know, like we, <laughs> it's always been preached and, and uh, taught people, you know, go after God really bad when there's difficult times, when there's really hard, but then as soon as things are all good, it's kind of like, well, you know, I'll talk to you later when, uh, when things get bad again. <laughs> You know, and that's not that's not where we're supposed to be, right? <laughs> it's talking to him every day. It's keeping the the relationship there every day, every minute. You know, pray without ceasing. Um, and with that, you can stand and walk and and walk through whatever is being uh, poured out in front of you, <laughs> whatever fires being launched at you or, or, or whatever um, but um, you know drawing drawing on the grace of God and, and, and doing that through prayer um, you know like I said I you know it says in, in 2 Corinthians 6 um, well it's in verse 4 but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience and afflictions and necessities and distresses in stripes and imprisonments in tumults and that word tumults I guess I feel like I've been in I've been through a bunch of these lately um, and you know the only way I could survive is um with the Lord's help, with His covering, because um, uh, I've lost a lot of sleep, and it's not worth it. Um, he should give me that peace, so that there's uh, we can always move, continue to move ahead, because we know He's with us. And you know, I'll I'll just I don't I hate to get into personal story stuff, but you know, it's funny, a few weeks ago, I was, um, we were going, my company's doing some absolutely ridiculous things. Um, they're very inept. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not going to paint a good picture because their, their processes and the things that they're doing are, are completely ridiculous. 
to the point we don't even know what's what's the point, but what are they trying to do? But you know, they were wanting to lay off uh, four people in my team, me being one of them. And of course, we have a contract. You have to give 30 days notice. It's a breach of contract. And they were doing this in, in, a, in a final hour, last day. Today's your last day. No warning to anybody. And I knew this was going on, or had at least for a week or two. And you know, it wasn't supposed to happen. There was lots of escalations. And you're not supposed to be um, let go. Um, it really wasn't supposed to be anybody laid off. It was just the process was so poor, poorly handled, that it took them to the last day to finally get everything cleared and say, okay, these people are not supposed to be laid off. Unfortunately, they told them an hour before that, you're being laid off. And then turn around and say, oh, we've rescinded that. You still have a job if you want it. So, you know, what kind of turmoil would that create for a person who thinks, well, I just got laid off and now I got my job, but what does that mean? Does that mean in, in a month, another couple of months you're going to do it again? You know, what is, that, what is the point of that? I, I, I personally knew it was going to resolve itself even my, my, my boss was, which I barely ever talked to, she was calling me, she was almost crying, and you know, I just kept laughing and telling her, it's okay, don't worry about it, it's fine. Um, it's gonna be fine, you know, whatever happens. But I, w I, you know, I wasn't worried about it. But, um, but anyway, it's caused a lot of turmoil within my, my business because my client threw a fit that you're going to lay my people off with only an hour's notice on a Friday afternoon, um, which you can't do, first of all. And then secondly, it was going to totally disrupt a project that was about to implement in two hours. And, you know, all kinds of really very, very negative, bad things uh, that create a, a huge, horrible uh, relationship problem now with, with my client. And it's, you know, created problems for me so uh, you know these just absolutely crazy things have been going on and I'm just uh, um, I don't know where I was going with that now but uh, it, it was kind of back to that point about getting a beating I'd rather just gotten beat her up beat up that day and then just said okay it's all it was never mind versus any of this stuff. Okay, it's like uh, yeah. 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 Um, I can probably accommodate. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, you know, it, it's like I said, my father dying, and I'm trying to, you know, get through that, which was a difficult situation. I didn't realize I would grieve as. Uh, As, as heavily as I did, because um, I thought I already kind of lost him in a lot of ways mentally years ago. But uh, but it was it was difficult. But then to turn right around within a week and then and then this turmoil and just the the pressure and the the, the I don't know I was, I was I was taking my stripes I guess as <laughs> as one of but uh, you know difficult and. Um, you know, again, I mean, we have to go back to the Lord for this. I mean, th this is where His grace has to, to see us through. And, and, and um, you know, because I didn't earn, I haven't earned anything from Him, but I know His grace is there for me. And, and I have to, to grab it and I have to um, pull it in. And, you know, I, I might, you know, I, I You know, I, I want to, you know, continue to do what he wants me to do. You know, I want to be, you know, his his warrior, his saint, his, his whatever it is that he's in, uh, asking for me to do. And I and I wonder, and I as I contemplated a lot of this, I, uh, you know, with the Brazil trips, and there's we have one coming in the fall, and. Know, I'm trying to gear up and, and plan to do that, and and then all this is going on, and it and it and, it, and I thought, well, is the enemy trying to, is this is this a tactic to try to make me delay, make me second guess uh, anything to, to try to stop what I'd already said in my mind was going to happen, what I was going to do, 
you know, Stacy and I are talking about the trip and what we're going to do and when, when we want to go. And, and then I'm thinking, you know, and, and all of a sudden my entire life has turned around. Am I going to have a job? And do I need to find a job? And, you know, all these horrible things you go through when you think you're suddenly not going to have your uh, paycheck. And, you know, so I, I have to believe, you know, this is, this is just another tactic. And uh, I don't know what I was doing that decided that I was the one that needed to get slammed so hard. You know, I, 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 maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that means I was doing something right. It's like you're not alone. I you're know. not the only well, one. Yeah. It's well, really across the board. Everyone is dealing with something, Scott. It's just from a different angle. You know, you're just going to hit you in your daily life. It's going to hit you where the Lord has you. So. Uh, yeah, I just don't see, you know, well, I guess we don't show what we're ch dealing with or challenged with. I, you know, I just see this, I have a more optimistic outlook that everybody else is doing great. <laughs> Everything else is all good. And, uh, um, <laughs> you know, that I'm the one that's kind of gotten stuck in a ditch. <laughs> Yeah. Because of the other, because they were getting laid off, and somehow you were the scapegoat for all of their angst. And then it became an internal problem of, oh my gosh, you know, I've ruined this relationship. You know, I'm, the, you know, I'm the problem. I'm the reason why, whatever. And it's all the things that you dealt with emotionally with that one lady who was so mad. And so, you know, the enemy just kind of hit you in another direction, because the place where you might have in the past been weak, you weren't. And, and with all of this, it's kind of that way. The Lord really allows us to be challenged in areas that actually need to be bolstered or changed. And so, um, or a place where you're learning trust. Or, you know, there's always places of grace that we have to learn how to partner in it in that area where that's the last place we want to partner in grace. Because we all have those. You know, you don't see the grace that's there to help because all you see is the thing that you're most afraid of or whatever else. So... I mean, this year of grace, we're learning about grace in this year of grace. Not just riding this wave, we're also learning about the process in a deeper way, I feel. And, and mainly it's because what we have to do to demonstrate that for others. I mean, there's just, anyway, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 good, good point. But you're not alone. But Okay, well, thanks for that. I'm glad you know. I'm not, uh, I feel so much better now. I am relieved as if I were just beating around the head. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but, but it's so true because whatever it is that we're going through, the, the enemy does make us feel isolated. Like it's just us. You know what I mean? And we can get caught in this cycle like a rat on a wheel. I do it all the time. And Stacy always snaps me right into place and I love that about her it's like slap me again because I needed to hear that and so but you do because you bring you but it's a good thing and we all have to do that with Stacey each other Stacey, yeah, we have to have someone who helps keep us accountable yeah, right it's true absolutely you know, I mean, it is we've got to see it from the perspective of what the Lord is doing in us and we can get so caught in that cycle of emotion and whatever is happening whether it's our job or family, you know, whatever, internal, our health, whatever, we can just get so caught in that that we don't even recognize that the enemy's got us on this wheel and he's just spinning as we're just like, you know. So yeah. it's good to look at it from another perspective mm -hmm. because the next time we have a challenge, we need to remember we're being bolstered in an area where we are weak and God's mm -hmm. trying to make us strong. And that's really wise counsel. No, I... Absolutely, because I, I've been down this road before, and uh, and I, I got stuck in the same cycle. Uh, and it was only you know three years ago, anyway. Um, and I thought I'd learn from you know learn enough from that to to grow and be go get past that. Well, you did but, learn. But 
You did learn, but there are a thousand but million areas where we, I mean, we're a very complicated creation. God created us, and we're very complicated. But look at this first line, receive not the grace of God in vain. I mean, you're, to me, and I know there are ways to look at that and interpret that, but I just look at that as, you know, by not taking it in vain means you're not letting it do its perfect work. It's, you know, something that's in vain is for nothing. Right. And it's for, you know, an earthly or something that might, um, that disappears or, you know, doesn't last. But when you receive the grace of God and it's not in vain, it's because you're, you're allowing everything he needs to do in you to take place. You're partnering with him in it. Mm-hmm. But part of that partnership is going through things that are hard. It is through allowing those things to happen and knowing that God is the one that's allowing it and it's for a reason. I mean, if you can look at everything in your life that it's for a reason, then it doesn't be, it's not vain. It's, it's something that God is trying to accomplish and there's a purpose in it no matter what. There's yeah. a purpose in it that is actually good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can always look at the, the worst thing that you're going through as actually this is a good thing. I can't see what it is right now. I was about to say, you know, I wish I don't know what it is, but it works. <laughs> as, there's a fruit that is being worked within all of us through that same process. You know, it, it sounds or it feels like something that's happening in the natural because these people are coming at you and you're dealing with physical situations. So it doesn't seem spiritual, but trust me when I tell you that that's that iron sharpening iron, those mm-hmm. those ways that we're, you know, that God works these things in our lives. He has to do it through where we're at. <laughs> I mean, right. And that's, you know. that's where, you know, right. you get the spirit of grace right. and supplication that, you know, we're, we're all, you know, but, you know, the Lord's activating that in different ways within, within us. And when we partner with his spirit in that way, that's, that's, I mean, we're going to have satanic influences like Paul faced here, and it doesn't feel good. Nobody likes it. I mean, it doesn't feel good. Well, also, um, too, sometimes situations don't look like God's involved. Yeah. And it looks like yeah. just the enemy's taken over. Like, say, for instance, when Jesus was being crucified. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God allows things to you know, to take on something that looks completely opposite of what he's trying to accomplish. You don't actually know what is going to happen in the future with where you're at in this company based on the things that happened these last three weeks. And so, but everything, trust me, you know, what's happening in that job with you is not some fluky accident and the enemy is just like taking over and you're just, you know, a pawn in his scheme. The Lord is in control and all things will work together. Right. I, no, it's funny thing is I can convince can. I've talked. I've had that discussion. Me, myself, and I, <laughs> and I. We've all agreed. <laughs> and you know where we were going was fine, but it's like I, you, you mentioned. You probably overheard some of my conversations one that one night. And my boss, as I told her, I said, it's going to be, don't worry about it. Of course, I actually was ministering back to her because she, I think she's a, a, I don't know what her affiliation is or anything else, but I could tell she's, she's a very spiritual person in some ways. So I was actually ministering back to her that it's all fine. Just be, don't, you don't need to worry about it. It's all under control. It's all in his plan. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I mean, it was funny because I, here I am ministering and I'm being the guy with, with, with his head straight. She's falling apart on me almost. But here I am today falling apart. Or <laughs> I've struggled the last few day, last week or so. But, um, but no, I, I absolutely, you know, and, I, and, I, and I, I do know that in my head. I do know that. It's, it's, it's in my, or maybe in my spirit, which, where is it? My head. My head is the problem. My head keeps wanting to go back to that. What might happen? What could happen? What am I going to do? How am I going to deal with this? You know, I got my uh, financial statement yesterday, so I started figuring out well, how much money do I have in retirement that <laughs> you know that I could. Um, but I, you know, it's like I, I. The funny thing is, where I started from this whole, and this is where we we all should be from the day it, the minute it happens. 
whatever's going to happen is the Lord's is the Lord's hand in. It's going to be what it's supposed to be. I just need to partner with Him to see it through and and know that His grace is there with me. And I'm you know it'll uh, that's sufficient, as He told Paul. My grace is sufficient, and and just stick with that. You know, and I I see why is why do my when I have to teach, it turns into a counseling session <laughs> for me because that's not what the intention was. Oh, it's not. That Never way. was. It's that's the way it feels, though. <laughs> um, Speaking to your mouth. That's because you you speak from the heart. You are willing to be vulnerable and speak about the things that you're facing, and so I think we counsel ourselves while we counsel you. You know, we learn while. We're we're telling you what to do, Scott. We, we, we're learning. <laughs> but, you know, part of this, too, you don't know what's going to happen. All this, some, A lot of stuff that was wrong has been brought to light. That's for sure. And so those things are going to be seen. They're going to be focused upon. And because of that, there's going to have to be changes so this doesn't occur again to mm-hmm. y'all as employees or your clients. Mm-hmm. And so, but the Lord's in the midst of that because He's revealing what's wrong. And I learned that on my job because I was so stressed. I had such big responsibility. And the Lord just took three fourths of my pie and moved it over to somebody else. And I'm like, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, and it didn't feel good at first. You know, it hurt. My pride was in the middle of it. And I'm like, but Lord, this is what I asked you for. What is wrong yeah. with me? You know what I mean? And so there's stuff that's been wrong and procedures, policies, whatever, that are kind of a mess that God's going to, he's doing this. Yeah. And he's going to adjust. Well, I don't, man, I don't know what he's going to do because yeah. this company's a mess. Um, maybe they'll sell it to somebody else who actually <laughs> knows what the heck they're doing, actually wants to be in the business. Um, yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, that's exactly you know, and I, you know, of course, I made a note here I, I, to myself, really, <laughs> make me more like Paul, not complaining, not complaining. You know, he had high tolerance. You know, uh, he could keep keep the correct perspective while he was enduring the things that were going on, and, and you know. Um, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to keep the perspective right. And like you just said, you know, keeping everything in perspective. God's, there's something going on and he's, um, he's in control of it. He's, you know, he's got some plan. We don't, we aren't going to see it and we may not understand it. And it may not be what we are asking for. But, um, and maybe his plan for me is not to be there anymore. And which I'm okay with. But, um. That scares me. <laughs> Even though I really would like to leave, mm-hmm. but it's scary. And after thirty years, you know, it's funny. I've spent thirty years. Uh, half of my life has been working at this one company. Half of my life, I've been married. It's what else? But it's just funny that I'm at this funny place in my life where I, you know, I just turned sixty. I'm about to have a 30-year anniversary. Uh, I went to work at Sprint in 1989. You know, when I just before I turned 30. So it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a strange place to be and think that I might be changing. And because no one does that anymore, no one works in one place for 30 years. It's that's rare, I think. You know, um, so that makes it. But I. I don't know. Like I, like I said, it's it's been strange because one, on one hand, totally confident and not worried and not uh, not really. I like change. That's the funny thing too. Is I like change. I like when things change. I don't like it when people's attitudes change so much. But I like when the environment, when things change with the some things with the job or things like that. That that. Um, you know anything around here when we change we're, we're, we're moving into something new we're changing our whatever we're doing to 
to move forward, to share the word, whatever. I, I, I kind of like it because it keeps it from being, to getting stagnant or stale or, or boring. But, um, but yeah. You like change, but do you like uncertainty? No, I don't really like uncertainty. So the change you like is the change that you're anticipating. No, well, not that's not necessarily, not necessarily. So I guess I don't mind the uncertainty a little bit. Um, I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. No, that that makes it really really nerve wracking, and um, <laughs> but uh, well, there are different yeah. types of uncertainty, though. But I mean, you can, like you said, if you're moving forward and you're in the like our the way we're able to communicate starts changing through the website I mean, the different changes we made that way. There, it's uncertain because you don't really know how you're going to accomplish it, but that's a task that you kind of relish because you like working out those issues so that you can create the situation. But it's still uncertain. Mm -hmm. But uncertainty yeah. is when well, the you know the bottom falls out. Well, when you got a problem, other kind of uncertainty. I think any yeah, kind of a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times you got kind of any kind of a project. You're sometimes you're just not sure about how some things are going to happen, but yeah. but. You're excited about doing it, and making a change, and doing something differently. Um, you, don't let, you, know. you don't let the uncertainty stop you from, from moving forward. forward. Right. I mean, I, it's I there. you know, Sprint is trying to, and you guys, I'm sure everybody knows, is trying to merge with T-Mobile. They've been trying for a year now, and it's still being held up. Whether it happens or not, who knows? But I, I'm like, I'm, I, I, it's like I watch it every day. I'm like, what has happened? Are they changing? I, I. I Actually, I kind of want to leave when it happens because then it won't be Sprint anymore. So that I, my my I, it's like cutting a tie. It's almost like maybe I'm supposed to leave, but um, but I don't care what happens with that merger. I I think it'll be kind of interesting. There'll be things happening. The uncertainty of it it doesn't bother me if uh, they're going to change business model. They're going to change you know what we do. But so yeah, I guess some some uncertainty doesn't bother me at all. But um, but I do like when something, I mean, I think we should, uh, change is always the one thing people hate the most, you know, and especially in my business, they, the user groups hate change. Oh, we got a new tool that's going to be really make your work better. I don't care. I don't want to use the old one. You know, they just don't want to get off, let go of it. And you're like, but this, this is what you have to do. I'm like, oh, I don't want that. But... Um, it's good, and then they find out a year later, man, this thing is so great, but getting them to convinced that it's going to improve and streamline. But so can I, can I share a little bit more? I don't want to interrupt your... No, go ahead. I'm, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so just the Lord was speaking to me a couple of things, really from the very beginning of your discussion. And even when you started, when you opened with prayer, the Lord reminded me of the passage in James 5, um, 16, where James 5, 16, part B, it says, uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And you were talking about the last couple of weeks, two or three weeks for you, and, and how you couldn't have gotten through it without the Lord and without you know, prayer and communion with Him. And Scott, I think the Lord would just remind you that you know, your effectual and fervent prayers uh, are going to avail much, both for you and for your family and for your, your scenarios. And you really, I think, you know, over the next few weeks, you need to really um, be mindful of that. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And the Lord's truth, right? What he says will come to pass. So you can hang your hat on that. Um, you talked about the last few weeks have been tumultuous. You know, you're reading this passage that talks about tumult. And that reminded me of the passage in Luke 8, uh, 23, you know, about Jesus being in the hold of the ship and he falls asleep. And when, when you study that, he wasn't just napping. I mean, it says he was asleep, asleep, like REM sleep, because they had to, like, you know, nudge him, like, a couple of times to get him to wake up. But it says there came down a storm of wind on the lake. 
So that's that's a tempest, right? So tempestuous. Um, you know, and you've had this storm of wind come down in your life, right? It starts. You, know, you think about um, when we had that strong storm, that wind. You know, a few, a couple back. weeks ago, yeah. a few weeks ago. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere, and I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy, right? right? I mean, the, the, the fierceness of that wind <laughs> and how the environment changed and the pouring wind and the hail and the trees blowing over and the flooding and, you know, that was tempestuous, right? But it says that 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 storm of wind came down on that lake and they were filled with water. I mean, their boat was filling up, <laughs> right? So maybe your boat's been filling up and you know you're awakening, awakening the Lord, saying, "Lord, we're going to perish." And uh, you know He just He would say to you, Scott. I mean, He would arise and He would say to you, "I'm going to rebuke the wind. I'm going to rebuke the raging water, and they're going to cease. And you're going to see that cessation of tempestuousness in your life. And um, He's going to cause there to be a calm." And he may come to you and say, where was your faith? <laughs> but none the, nonetheless, though, nonetheless, you know, because of your faith and because of your righteous, I mean, your prayers and you're a righteous man, the Lord's going to cause that to happen in your life. I believe that. And then um, lastly, and I'll shut up, um, Mark said earlier, he, he's, he said something about shouting to the mountain. Well, that's out of Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 4. And um, beginning in verse 6, it says, Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Where are you, O great mountain? Right? So you have this great mountain, right, that you're looking at. And you're going to look at that mountain, you're going to say, Where are you? Because it's going to have been made a plain, because it says here, Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings. And when I read that, you know, I, I read forth that uh, Zerubbabel is going is to you know, speak these things forth to that mountain. He's going to bring forth the headstones of his enemies. I mean, that's right what they put above your head when you pass, right? So your enemies are going to be defeated, and your mountain is going to become a plain. And that all happens because it says here that uh, let's see. Where art thou, great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstones with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. And so the Lord just spoke to me that for you, you know, when you're facing these mountains, you just need to be shouting, Grace, grace unto them. And he's going to cause those mountains to become a plane. <laughs> but you didn't ever get to this last verse. I did not. I did not. Oh, Which is your own pleasure. answer. I know. I, yeah. Second <laughs> Corinthians 12, 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, huh? then I am strong. And, and uh, you know, yes. I mean, that kind of says it right there, you know, um, as Paul put it. And, and that's why I said, I mean, make me more like Paul. I just want to be able to stand and, and with, withstand it in, in the humility and the way that he, I guess, take, you know, the, took pleasure in it. As he said, took pleasure. Take pleasure in it. I mean, he and didn't I, say that, though, Scott, but, but without walking through a lot of tumultuous. You, sure. He came through it and. But he's still saying it again. It's not like it happens you know, one or two times. I mean, he's constantly oh, yeah. reminded yeah, of that. And so, you know, I'm not constantly, thankfully, being beaten like this. But well, no, just but, uh, but yeah, we face is what I'm, what I'm saying. I know. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's no. That, that, I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right. I mean, that's when I'm weak, he's strong. Or that's when I am strong. So, yeah. So, so um, anybody else have any other comments? Debbie? Yeah, I was just going to 
you know, just listening to what everyone was saying, and um, but I, a couple of things really stood out to me personally, and one of them was um, when Monica was talking about the fact that a lot of times things will be revealed to you in, in what seems like a tumultuous situation. You know, there's a revelation of something that might be hidden that the maybe the enemy's been doing, and all of a sudden there's that revelation. And then, um, Les, what you were saying about the mountain is how can you speak to the mountain if you don't see it? And so, to me, what came forth in that is that a lot of times in situations that are brought forth, in the meantime, something is brought forth that women were able to speak to it for that to become that valley. But if we can't see it and you don't, it's not revealed, you can kind of, it's almost like we need to pray for that revelation. It's like, Lord, I don't know what's going on here, but you show me what I need to be addressing and how I need to address, how I need to speak to this. And, um, and it just brought forth to me, you know, personally, something that, that I know I need to be doing in a situation where I need to change uh, my mindset in it. I need, you know, I need to, instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to deal with this, I think, oh, wait, I know how I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to speak to that. I'm going to speak for that to change. I'm going to speak for that mountain to, you know, be removed. And because I, I can see that, and instead of it letting it come against me, I need to take that authority and, come, and step forth. And, and, then, and then there's also peace in that. We don't know where things are going to always, how they're going to turn out. Only God knows that. But then through that, we're able to, like you said, be, you know, be the one standing there going, it's going to be okay. You know, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be fine because we, we have, we've taken that stance and we can see what's arising and we are able to say, I'm, you know, I'm going to speak to that. I'm going to pray for that. See, that's what pastor's been, I mean, literally, this is what pastor's been saying about partnering with God in grace through supplication. Supplication, I know we, we want to see it just through whatever we do at church, and so what we're praying for is the purpose of God being fulfilled through, you know, our reach into the nations. But honestly, every one of our lives is purpose-ridden, and so even where he has you working is part of his purpose. So if you're praying about a situation that you're dealing with and speaking into it, that is prosuke, and that's what you're talking about. So you really need to get past the fact that you come to church and you pray and, and, and you need to speak into how we're going to go into the nations. You need to apply that supplication prayer to your life because that really is what partnering with God and grace is, is you moving forward in your own life because that's where he has you that's where you are and that's where he placed you and so if you believe that if you don't believe that that's what your life is about then you know obviously you don't have any ground to stand on to, to make that partnership prayer but since we all do believe that that is what that prayer is for so you know looking and just dwelling on the problem and going through this you know whirlwind of you know angst like Monica was saying where she doesn't feel like she can get out of that that cycle I mean the minute it's something you're faced with I don't care if you call it a mountain you can call it anything you want to just know that you're facing something that's when you pray and that's when the Lord gives you insight to speak into your situation doesn't mean you're still not going to walk through it because you probably are still going to walk through every bit of it but your positioning can be completely different in it just you know and of course what's funny Scott you walk through this pretty good it kind of hits you on the tail end you know it kind of got you in the butt as you were going through it so um, but still as soon as it does hit and you were faced with that client issue and that breach of relationship due to the things that happened that you were having to contend with you know, as soon as you got the phone and found out that problem, that's when you should have been praying so that, you know, I'm just saying, we sometimes don't see that as we're moving because we're just in this secular situation. You know, you're in your job. It's so secular, and these are all secular people, you know. So you don't think about, well, maybe I should seek the Lord on this, you know. Um, Stop for a minute and pray. Yeah, but that's, your, that's always going to be your answer. 
because yeah. he's the one that's going to help you to triumph in the midst of well, like I said, the grace is sufficient for the mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. that is. But right. we all forget that yeah. in a secular sure. sense. We sure. really do. That was exactly you know, the word. It was, you know, you always think, oh, I'm going to get through this, and then we'll try to get it later. Why? Why are you waiting until later? Mm-hmm. Now is the time to grasp it. Yeah. Yeah. Gird yourself up to, to move on. And so, I think Les has said this in the past. I kind of remember him saying something about, you know, that issue is still going to be there. <clears throat> so taking the time to pray yeah. or do whatever now, I mean, you don't have to keep just dealing with the issue and keep trying to knock it out because that issue is going nowhere. Right. You know, taking the time that you need to settle yourself before the Lord and then doing it, because it's just going to be, you know, it's not going away immediately. Um, anyway, that I just remember, I don't remember what that was in relation to. I just kind of remember you saying something like um, dealing with issues like that client, it. that client calls you, you don't pick up because of whatever, and you're like, that that client's still going to be there, or that issue is still going to be there. If I take these few minutes to do what I need to do, but you know, you have those few minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for your participation, your words. I think I'm going to call it a. I'm going to wrap it here. <laughs> so um, God bless you. And I love you and thank you. We love you too. We'll be praying for you. Just keep thinking uh, about falling in silence at midnight. Then you begin to push you to lie. I got a few minutes, I can beat you up.